You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. And also... The great shows on Viceland, that's V-I-S-E-L-A-N-D, Viceland, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. It is truly appreciated. Well, the day is here. It is the NBA draft. It is finally here. And I'll tell you what, it's great to have aboard today at NBA Draft Mikey V on Twitter. It is Michael Weisenberg of Viceland. And also perspective insight and so much is to be talked about on today's show and we're going to try and cram it all in for you it is michael weisenberg and mike just great to have you on the program today i will be seeing you later tonight so you're going to see my ugly face again and i'm sorry for that but it's great to have you aboard my friend for today gerald it's always great to see your face sir okay and it's great to see your wall it's the whole thing i'm we're very excited to do the after draft show with you and uh yeah just um very excited for the day ends the longest draft process that i think i've well i definitely have ever been through and uh felt like an absolute eternity with a class that you would have loved to have had maybe a shorter draft process for (laughs) um, yeah it's still it'll, it'll be great to see what happens and uh who goes where on this wonderful draft day Absolutely, my friend. And I'll tell you what, it's so interesting because we're going to be closing out the day here later tonight, 8.30 p.m. Pacific, right on these same channels. And it's going to be an NBA Draft recap show featuring you, your brother, also as well as Stone Hansen from DraftSite.com, and of course, my good friend, Rafael Barlow. I'm hoping you bring on his brother. I've actually uh, st- extended the invitation to his brother, hopefully as well, but Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And for me, it's going to be kind of a little bit emotional because, you know, I got you all guys uh, when I reached out for as far as the NBA draft, uh, I reached out to each and every one of you guys uh, and you guys took up the mantle as far as coming on the show early on many, many, many months ago. Uh, to talk about the NBA draft and it's been a great ride with you guys ever since and to close it all out with you guys is going to be something special for me Uh, so I truly appreciate it and also getting your insight from some of the premier analysts for the NBA draft it's always something for me great uh, to hear and to see as well so looking forward to tonight's show even if you're hearing this on podcasts 
right after the draft, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Look out for us right here at the Lakers Fast Break so you can join, join us. And your questions we'll answer on the air as well. So we're looking forward to it. And for today, though, it is right now the preview for the NBA draft. And first off, my friend, we t- went back and forth on this as far as before the uh, show aired. The hot rumor right now is at number one because this has been kind of a weird draft. There's no definitive number one. It's been one person one week, one person the next. Right now, Vegas, and I'm here in Vegas and all the betting odds, and I looked around, it looks to be more leaning towards Anthony Edwards. That tells me a little bit about how the, the Timberwolves, who's picking right now number one, feel about what they want to do with their draft but it also tells me what they can't do in trading out. Yeah. And I would think, and my money would be on Anthony Edwards being the number one pick. It just, from the very moment that the Timberwolves won the lottery, it seemed like they might go with a guy who, you know, kind of profiles to be that potential 20 point per game scorer, like maybe the best individual offensive prospect in, in the draft, just as far as creating his own offense, getting his own shot, cutting, slashing, um, be, being that kind of uh, also like a, a good complimentary offensive piece for a team that already has a D'Angelo Russell and, of course, their main guy, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so, yeah, I, I was thinking Anthony Edwards would be the pick. LaMelo Ball, to me, is the most talented guy in this draft, and there seemed like a possibility as well. And then the late rumor is that there's a possibility that Charlotte loves James Wiseman to the point where they might um, have Minnesota take him first so the uh, Warriors don't draft him and uh, try and make a trade-up for him. But I I still feel like my money would be on – the Timberwolves trading Anthony Edwards. I'm just, I'm not sure the viability of any trade back at this point. It's so funny though, that I looked at my, just right now, as we were talking, my old, old, old mock draft 1.0. And I had James Wiseman at number one. And, but at various times I've had uh, Anthony Edwards at number one. And I had on my last one mock, mock draft 5.0. I had LaMelo Ball at one. Now it looks like it's going to have to change again. The one thing I want to ask you with Anthony Edwards, you've got to sell me on this. How is he not going to end up being Andrew Wiggins 2.0? I think he's a lot stronger than Wiggins was. Um, yeah, that, that I, I think that he... Um, just physical tools, I think, uh, play into his favor. But yeah, there are certainly concerns about apathy on both ends of the court. Um, but I, I just feel like there's a little more pop, a little more ability to absorb contact, and then a little bit more of an ability to, you know, like get rebounds. And, and um, the, I, I think probably a superior passer at this stage than Andrew Wiggins was, though that's still not something that's a big key to Anthony Edwards' game and uh, probably is looked down upon um, in terms of him as a prospect. But yeah, I, I just think that there's maybe a little bit more there. Though I, I know that's been like a common argument of like what is Minnesota gaining itself into. Absolutely. So uh, it's very interesting to see. I mean, I'm not sold personally because yeah. you, you see glimpses of, uh, you know, reminders of what we see with, you know, Andrew Wiggins where 
You know, he does, he can get you the 20 and 25 you need, but how fulfilling or necessary for the team's winning is that 20 to 25 points is what I'm, what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to communicate. I mean, does, I know the feel for the game has been the one thing that I've heard from so many different draft analysts as far as does he have the feel? Does he have those intangibles? Does he have that thing that makes him a star? Is he just going to be an empty points guy? Uh, that's what I'm worried about seeing uh, when it comes to to Edwards. But you never know. Like I said, he somebody will go out there and draft him somewhere in the top three. It is more and more looking like if my Minnesota is going to be, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, stuck at number one drafting. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to take him just because of a, he's a better logistical fit. But I, I'm just questioning the fact that I still wouldn't take LaMelo Ball because he is the best asset. Uh, that you would have in case you want to move him or you want to move Russell. And, you know, if, if it goes sour with cat, you'll probably want to move Russell as well, but, and, and you'll still have Lamella ball there, but you know what? That's uh, again, he's the right now in Vegas. It is Anthony Edwards at number one there that the, as far as the, the first and top choice right now, I don't know if it's a hundred percent. I don't think it is. I think there's still a lot of internal discussions being had out there. I don't think anything's set in stone. And if anybody comes along with a trade, like you said, like a Charlotte, that could be very much in play as well. Yeah, I I, I could see it. Um, it just, it looks like Edwards if Minnesota does keep the pick. Um, but yeah, I, I could see this going in a few different directions and, I'm sure that there are some teams that are interested in moving up. They just probably don't want to have to give up a, a future first round pick in next year's draft, which is supposed to be quite deep. Uh, and, you know, even 2022, which is looking like it has a, a number of very talented players at the top of that draft as well. So we've seen and heard from everybody out there, at least uh, all the pundits and, and guys like you and me and, everybody out there that seems to weigh in on the NBA draft, that the top three is pretty much set. There could be a surprise, but there's pretty much set between LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman, some form or fashion going in that top three. Number four seems to be really in play as far as it's concerned. I've heard from Anyeka Ankongwu to Denny Avia, to so many other different players out there. Patrick Williams now is the sizzling hot candidate. And it's funny because on my mock draft 1.0, I really had him high up. And I got talked out of it by a lot of people saying uh, he is not that high. He's not, what are you doing? The kid only scored nine. He's really a project. Da, 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 da. Funny how things change by, what, seven months later. And you're seeing now the fact that he is rising up so dramatically where to the point where he could become number four. So I want to hear your thoughts. Chicago seems to be where this draft will be a, another tier per se. I'm not going to say it's where the draft starts because where the draft starts this year is very interesting for that top three, but number four, it also gets very interesting as well and could be a focus on how the draft goes you know, below as far as the spots below. And it will dictate a lot of the action going forward. Absolutely. And yeah, it, it seems like every team has their own draft tiers. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. That's why it's hard to make a, a, a list of draft tiers, like just without taking team or anything into account um, because your situation and your fit definitely plays a, a part into it. And then just as a team, like, you know, um, 
what you need could definitely play a part into that as well and what you value. And in terms of Chicago, it, well, yeah, you're, you're right. And the, the first tier seems to be Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, and some order. The um, next tier of guys, the players that you mentioned, like Patrick Williams is uh, to Chicago is something that I, I've heard is a possibility. Um, Denny Abia, um, Onyeka was who I had put on my last mock draft, just kind of thinking it might be like a trade chip or or something like you've heard that uh, Washington and um, and Boston both really uh, value Onyeka Kongwu. Um, and then uh, Obi the Toppin's other, been talked about there exactly, still. That, that's what I was going to say. Obi Toppin was the the other player that where you're thinking that uh, Golden State might really like him. Though I, I've heard today that, and this has been a repeated thing where I, I just don't think they would take him at number two. But I hear that Golden State really likes Denny, and um, yeah, they, like at number four, that that could be a possibility and get a little something extra from Chicago. Um, so yeah, th- I, that is really where the draft kicks off this year. I, I'd be pretty surprised if, uh, the top, like the three guys that we mentioned in that top tier, um, went below there, but if they do, if, if somebody does like slip into that, uh, second or third spot, um, I, I could see even like LaMelo ball possibly falling to number four. So yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting, uh, just after that. I, the NBA is seeming top tier of guys. It's amazing to see how, how this is taking place. But I wanted to ask you this, who may be sliding in your opinion that maybe that was once thought of at a very high, much higher level. Uh, Obi Toppin is someone who be, it doesn't pick in four or five could slide all the way down to 10 or even further. That's someone I have in mind, but is there anyone in your mind that's sliding right now as far as the NBA draft? It seems like I wouldn't call it sliding, but like Isaac Okoro and Devin Vassell were once like seen as these guys who, you know, are really good complementary wings. Defensive specialists. Yeah, exactly. Well, defensive specialists. And then in terms of uh, Okoro, he can handle the ball. He can pass really well. He's a really good cutter. Vassell has the shooting potential. Um, And it it seems like they're going a little bit lower in, in, now with the way that the draft is uh, kind of shaped up. Um, Tyrese Halliburton was a guy who could fall a tad. Like, I, I still don't see him falling very much, but he was a guy who once was thought of as being a, amongst like this, like, you know, top half of the lottery guy. And he's, he's somebody who could possibly like tumble a few spots from there. So funny because we just got a comment and uh, I, I can't pronounce uh, the user's name, but uh, he indicated that, in his opinion, teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Fenerbahce, uh, Tazaka Moscow, uh, they're able to beat teams like, uh, I'm assuming he's trying to mean Cleveland, Charlotte, Minnesota, and Philadelphia. I don't know about the oh, Philadelphia, we- but maybe the other three, it might be a tough battle. Like Philly, like back in the day, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, and obviously, I, I think the EuroLeague has proven when they it's their exhibition matches, but yeah, usually some really good games and uh, some fantastic teams there as well. One other guy who I, I feel, you know, I I think like Raph and a number of people, I have him number two on my board. Um, Killian Hayes is somebody who I thought was, you know, teams would just kind of convince themselves. 
would be a top half of a lottery guy. Just so much talent there, ability to get his own shot, great passer. Um, I, I really felt like he was going to be a, a top half of a lottery guy. And I, I'm hearing that there's a chance that he might slip out of the lottery altogether or go a little bit later in the lottery than I had expected. So that would be a guy that I would talk about uh, as sort of slipping as well. Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer, uh, he has been I'm on the, he was the, he was at the head of the train. He was the actual conductor of this train. I, I, I honestly, I think Raph was kind of up there. He was I, up I, there. Raph was up yeah. there too. Uh, and I know Raphael yeah. and I talked about him ever way back when, but I know uh, for a national publication, he had him at number one and has had him for number one uh, throughout. And I think it will be, I think he'll be the most disappointed. I know Raphael will be mo- will very, very disappointed as far as that's as well, because I've watched Killian Hayes. I'm as an international prospect. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm higher on Killian Hayes than I am Denny, Denny Advia. I know a lot of people yeah. love Denny Advia, but I just I don't see as much Denny Advia. I see him more like a Dario Saric, who mm-hmm. isn't shooting as well. Uh, and then maybe that cornerstone you need to go ahead and run the offense through, just because of the fact that his shooting right now is nowhere near where you need it to be. Uh, but again, that's my. I'm looking at that from that perspective. I think Killian Hayes has, comes in a little bit at a stronger value overall. I think he's a little bit better fit and, and a way to plug into a lineup a little bit better. But that's just my choice right now as far as internationally. What are your thoughts, Killian Hayes versus Denny Advia? Well, yeah, I, as I said, I have Killian Hayes higher on my board as well uh, for many of the same reasons you're saying. Uh, with Kevin O'Connor, I think if Killian Hayes does indeed slip to the Boston Celtics, he'll be ecstatic. Um, and then in terms of I, I, like the people I really want to shout out, and this I know Kevin O'Connor, obviously, with The Ringer, a major publication, but the guys who were really early on, on uh, Killian Hayes were on draft Twitter. And yeah. I, I think that was a huge influence onto, uh, you know, people. And like, I, I like, I'll put Raphael with draft Twitter. Like yeah. I, I, he was one of the early guys on, on Killian. And then Kevin O'Connor finally released his board and, you know, could see all the same things and everything. But I have a feeling that he was at least influenced and kind of got that idea from draft Twitter being so early on uh, Killian Hayes. And, and shout out to Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. He is going to be part of our post-NBA Draft recap. Again, tonight, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to go ahead live on the air with the NBA Draft Recap. It's going to be Mikey and Jason Eisenberg from Viceland. Please check out their awesome show, V-I-S-E-L-A-N-D. If you type in a C, that's going to take you down to a different road right there. So V-I-S-E-L-A-N-D, as far as where you want to go for your great NBA podcast with Mikey and Jason. Also as well, DraftSite.com's own Stone Hansen will also be here. I'm hoping James Barlow will be here as well. And then also, of course, the main man indeed, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. Uh, this is a, he's been working so hard. We've seen all the videos that he's put out there. Please give NBA Draft Junkies some great love beforehand. And for those last-minute you know, last studying, before you cram for the test that's known as the NBA Draft, there's no better place to go than NBA Draft Junkies to check out all the prospect videos because he has worked really, really hard hard on it so i give him major props as well but my friend before we go into a quick mock draft of the of the little lottery picks real quick i wanted to ask you real quick the knicks 
they made a, a, a not a I guess a kind of a smaller trade uh, for yeah. the back end of the first round. They moved up into Utah's pick in the early twenties, and they traded away one of their later twenties and also I think number thirty eight draft pick. I'm gonna get the actual statistics. Twenty seven and thirty eight. Yeah, twenty seven and thirty eight for number twenty four. Is that correct? I think. For, yeah. They trade with Utah. Yeah. So Utah. So now, why the the motivation behind it? They may be up to something as far as they may be looking at a certain yeah. individual there. Who do they think they would be able to get at number 24 that they couldn't at number 27? I, I, well, it's 23, but I... Uh, 23, uh, I'm sorry, my bad. I, um, I, I have a feeling that maybe they wanted to possibly move up just a tad like to get somebody, but I also have a feeling... It sounds like they're targeting somebody. It, it, it could be targeting somebody. It could be like possibly further for like a trade ship. And that, that's just kind of what I'm wondering if they don't just uh, try and use eight and 23 to maybe like trade up somebody. Maybe they're using the pick for somebody else. But I I, I feel like the Knicks might be targeting a big guy. Like I, I know they've been kind of linked to like uh, guys like Zeke Naji or uh, Vernon Carey, who's lost a lot of weight before the draft. Um, I have a feeling, so they, well, I have a feeling if they can't get the point guard that they need at uh, number eight. Yeah. Then, then I think at number twenty-three, you might see like a Cole Anthony if he's I, there. I, I totally agree. Like, I, I have a feeling that if Cole Anthony was at twenty-three, they would they would take him as well. Um, but I, yeah, it, it could be them just targeting somebody who they feel like uh, maybe like um, I guess now. Uh, well, Oklahoma City had twenty-five. Um, New Orleans twenty-four uh celtics 26 so yeah maybe they felt like that person that they're targeting at 23 could have gone in uh those three picks just seems so weird that they already announced it i mean that's something that i would tell if let's say i'm the knicks and let's say you're utah and i call you up and i see my guy let's say i'm shooting for cole anthony and he's mm-hmm. dropping and i see it i would announce it to you then uh, right yeah. around there say hey if this such and such because that's the deals they work out if such and such falls to your slot are you interested in doing 27 to 38? That's yeah. yeah. Why announce it so early? I'm not, I'm kind of puzzled by that. It's not for like a trade that they're trying to do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like that, that's what I would think with the early announcement. Okay. Cause it, it seems kind of peculiar that they announced it way ahead of time like this. So yeah. usually, unless it's packaged for like, if you see existing players packaged along with it, that I can understand yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more they're, clearly, they're, but yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of strange. Hmm. I feel like Sherlock Holmes and something's afoot right now. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll find yeah. out what's going on. You know the Knicks have wanted Lamelo for yeah. a long time. They they're upset that they didn't uh, make it in the top four. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans! Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But it is, again, Michael Weisenberg from Viceland, V-I-S-E-L-A-N-D. 
He, along with his brother Jason, do a great show that you need to check out. In fact, they have their own last-minute mock draft that you need to check out right now on Viceland. Okay, actually, after the show here. But right before the draft, check it out, Viceland. But my friend, before we head on out, I thought we'd go ahead and do our own little quick lottery mock draft. So I'm going to give you the first choice. I'll give you Minnesota. So you're walking up to the plate as far as Minnesota. Well, virtually, of course, you can't do it yeah. anymore as far as in real life. Are but... on, on who they're going to choose or yes. who I would choose? Okay. Uh, actually, both. Tell me both. That would be great. Okay. These, these for the first yeah. three, we'll go ahead and do that. So number oh. one. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who do you have as for the first pick of the draft, and then who you would actually choose instead, if that's the change, if it does, if it's different. It, it is indeed different. Um, they, I believe, will choose Anthony Edwards. Um, I, I'm still not sure about the whole James Wiseman thing, but we'll go with Edwards. And I would have chosen uh, Lamelo Ball. I am in agreement with you there. If there's not a trade worked out at the very top where, like you said, a Charlotte or somebody gets goes up there that has a different point of view in mind, I think it's going to be Anthony Edwards. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think it would be, for me, it would be LaMelo Ball as well. So I think we're we're uh, two minds think alike right there for you. Oh, yes, exactly. Got it right there for you. Number two is the Golden State Warriors. For me, I think if they can't trade here, same old story. If they cannot trade down for, and get the right assets that they need or trade out and get the right assets that they need for an existing player or superstar, I think they're going to go ahead and take James Wiseman. I'm kind of thinking that maybe they should have taken LaMelo Ball at this spot. I know I was being frowned upon when I suggested that and actually had that on a mock draft previous, but I think LaMelo Ball is the best talent still out of it i think he would work great with uh you know the players that they have there i know Stephen curry wouldn't mind getting the rock you know 10 20 times a game from Lamelo, and also as well you know clay thompson wouldn't mind just getting you know those great passing skills right there for you plus it sets you up for the future with a great uh pick there but i think it's going to be james wiseman just because they feel that they need that to fill that hole in the middle I would still think you could fill it with free agency or trades, but that's my choice anyways, as far as number two. So for number three, Charlotte Hornets, I believe that, um, and I I hear Michael Jordan, who has been pretty hands-on as an owner and making a lot of these picks, um, gave his blessing for LaMelo Ball. So I think if LaMelo Ball was number three, they would take him. I know there have been rumors that they have wanted a center and have long craved uh, having a big man there. But um, and, and so Anyeka Okongwu was in play. But I, I think they would go with the, the talent of LaMelo. The guy that I would choose with everybody off the board um, in our real-life draft, um, I, I would go with Killian Hayes. I, I just think that he is another guy who, you know, you can just kind of run your team, play next to a, a smaller guard, and uh, just think that he has a, a great basketball IQ and uh, some ability that could um, really help the Hornets uh, thrive moving forward. Killian Hayes is high up on my list, but I I don't have him higher up than uh, Lamelo, so I would take uh, number Lamelo at number three. And how ironic it is that the yeah. one of the balls behind the BBB brand beyond yeah. the man behind <laughs> Nike itself. How ironic is that? I, well, 
I, I would take LaMelo Ball, like all things considered. I just, I, I guess I was kind of thrown off at the fact that LaMelo was also like the last two picks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, that's our picks as far as LaMelo oh, yeah. Ball. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, the mock draft right now is Anthony Edwards, That what we think is going to happen. Anthony Edwards oh, uh, it'd be James Wiseman, number two, and then LaMelo Ball, number three. Number four uh, is coming up next, and that's going to be the Chicago Bulls. And again, th- this is going to be another tier where all these dominoes start falling. And for me, at number four, who do I think that they're going to take? I think they're going to take Denny Advia. Uh, I don't think that would be my choice. Uh, I would probably go and lean into a different direction. I would probably have Killian Hayes uh, right there would be my number four choice uh, instead. Or probably in about two or three others you could throw in for me. I mean, Patrick Williams has been talked about. I was really high on him early on. Uh, also as well, there's other great players out there. I think that might fit the bill better, but I think Denny Advia is going to be the number four choice for the Chicago Bulls. All right. And um, the player that I hear that Cleveland is leaning towards at number five is Obi Toppin. So I will stick with him and, uh, yeah, have Obi Toppin going to the Cavaliers, obviously, um, was the NCAA College Player of the Year, expected to come in, give you immediate offense, some shooting, good passer as well. Defensive concerns uh, abound with uh, Obi Toppin. But um, yeah, Cleveland just kind of needs like a little influx of uh, talent there and somebody who can step in and play right away. Number six is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. And the Atlanta Hawks... I think they're going to go ahead and buy into the hype and buy into the fast riser, and that is Patrick Williams at number six. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential, and I think he could be someone, if anyone is going to break out, uh, possibly outside of the top three, I think it could be him. I think he has the most... I think he's like the best person in that slot as far as from a molding, as far as from clay is concerned. I think you could mold him pretty much uh, with the right coaching and the right, uh, you know, instruction could really develop into a, a, a pretty good player. And especially on the defensive end, which you and I both know Atlanta needs sorely, sorely needs. And we're not sure the status of John Collins going forward from the forward slot. So I think right now for me at number six is Patrick Williams. At number seven, the Detroit Pistons. I'm kind of wondering, yeah, because Golden State has already taken James Wiseman. Um, I'm just wondering maybe if the Pistons could possibly, like, maybe even trade back in the draft for somebody that wants Onyeka Okongwu. And that's who I'll go with at number seven. Um, The rumor is that he has, like, um, some foot issues that are are recent. Um, So he may miss some time at the beginning of the season. I'm not sure how much it will cause him to slide in this draft, but he was one of the most efficient freshmen as, or in the NCAA, Um, just really good around the basket, kind of explodes off the floor and then has fantastic defensive instincts. Uh, As a center, you're most likely playing him there. Um, A little undersized, but I, I just, think the athleticism and strength kind of makes up for it. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, Onyeka to the Pistons at number seven. Number eight, New York, New York. It's New York Knicks, and this is the pick I think everybody always seems to focus in on. It's the Knicks, wherever it is on the draft. And 
You know, I've actually gotten uh, some support from Knicks fans uh, when I was on the air with Rafael Barlow on the NBA Draft Junkies and actually had a good chance to speak to him on my mock drafts. Knicks fans seem to like my picks so far. I'm going to pick Killian Hayes at number eight, somebody that you and I have talked about that could go anywhere from, what, in the top four to 14. We don't know, but I think Killian Hayes – he fits a need, uh, and he he's someone that can really do a great job, not only at point guard, but I think he can also do a great job if you want to slide him over off the ball. I think his shot is developing. I know as a, as a good free throw shooter, his analytics are driving towards him being a decent shooter in the league, and I think he provides a lot of steadiness and, and stability that I think the New York Knicks sorely need, especially at the point guard position. He could be your point guard uh, of the future, or he could be someone that could be, really be a, a player for you that fits on both ends of, of the spectrum for point and shooting guard. So I'm going to go ahead with Killian Hayes at number eight. I think he's a good pick for the New York Knicks. Yeah, I would agree there. I If he does get picked by New York, I, I think he's keeping it really on the DL because yeah. I think he was just interviewed and said they hadn't worked out for New York. But that could be a smokescreen, so who knows? Yes. Um, at number nine, there are some really good players left. Um, I like. I have a hard time seeing Tyrese Halliburton slip, but I'm going to go with just a, a guy that I believe is rumored um, to be somebody that uh, Washington likes quite a bit, and I'm going with Precious Achua. And uh, this is a lot higher than I would have expected Precious to go. But I, I truly believe like the link between Precious and Washington, it might just be like the fit. And uh, Precious is like that energy guy, really good athlete. You kind of question his feel. But I, I just think that, you know, he has the body, he has the athleticism. And ultimately, I think he's a guy who I believe Washington could choose. And since we're going by that, that's who I'm going with there at number nine. That's a very interesting pick because I've seen him all over the place from For the sure. high teens to the 20s to even the 30s out of the even the first round, depending on who you talk to. So that's a, uh, that's a pick, all right. And this is just something that I, I've heard and I believe. And uh, we're, we're trying to nail this mock draft here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm this taking, uh, taking the bait. And just saying Precious is, is uh, I'd like, I like I think there's a good chance that he could be a lottery guy. Yeah. I wouldn't pick him that high, but that's just okay. uh, I want to make sure that's clarified. He, meaning Michael Weisenberg, wouldn't pick him that high, but he's hearing from the, you know, the word on the street is that he's that hearing. Is, we're, we're, we're making some guys uh, fall a bit here. Yes, uh, that we are, my friend, indeed. But I, I truly appreciate everyone listening to us and watching us out there. I want to go ahead at number 10, Phoenix, which is riding high off of the Chris Paul trade. I've already seen Chris Paul and Devin Booker already working out together, so they're now becoming the best of friends. Hopefully Chris Paul is scanning the golf courses to make sure his, his handicap is uh, – is he a scratch? or he's? I think I heard he's pretty good at golf too. So, uh, sure he is. Yes, uh, he'll get plenty of practice there in Phoenix. But I will say this, that number 10, they do need someone on the defensive end. Okoro, I would say maybe, but the thing is, he's, he plays the same slot as Booker, so I don't know if he would get as much time as he needed. So I'm going to say Devin Vassell. I'm going to say yeah. Devin Vassell at number 10. Uh, 
he is uh he it's so funny because at the first time in mock point draft 1.0 i was told that vassell 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 was the first one that's going to get picked out of florida state yet i had chose patrick williams then it evolved where Patrick Williams was sliding down in those mock drafts to around 15 or so, and Devin Vassell was Devin Vassell's been right in that area the whole time, and while Patrick Williams has gone like ping ponging all over the place, I think that Devin Vassell uh, could fit with a little bit more bulk right there, maybe play off of uh, Booker and Paul. So I, I see him as a wing, a little bit smaller, although he's around what around six seven, uh, six seven right there for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so I think he could play on the wing. Uh, and uh, the most important thing is he can play defense and shoot the three, which I think they will need right there in Phoenix at number 10. Yeah. He he kind of uh, – they need, like, depth at pretty much every position. Yeah. So I, I, I've heard them link to Vassell as well. So I, I think that's a good pick. Um, it's just crazy that, like, in our mock draft, we have, like, Halliburton and uh, – Obi Toppin. On the on the board, oh, I I took Obi Toppin. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, but Okor. Uh, yeah. So we're we have those guys. I'm gonna go with Kyra Lewis Jr. Though at San and, Antonio. Yeah, I I just um, I have a feeling that he doesn't slip too far. He's just I I know that they do have quite a few guards, but um, yeah, this is the guy that we're trying. I'm trying to project who uh, San Antonio might take. And um, yeah, I just have a feeling that they like the athleticism, um, how much he improved uh, during that first year. Um, they, they're always a team that just loves having these like quick guards and just uh, like talent there and, and then collecting assets as well. So I, I just think Kyra is a good player and um, that could be somebody that San Antonio uh, locks in on. Sacramento, who I felt didn't get enough in the Bogdanovich trade, uh, but they got some decent assets, but I still think they could have done more as far as from an asset standpoint is concerned in that trade. I think they should have gotten a little bit more for Bogdanovich before they traded him to Milwaukee. Uh, They're at number 12, and it's so funny because Isaac Okoro, Halliburton, they've all dropped, but... Uh, they may or may not have a need for it. You know what? I think they will go ahead and have a need for a shooting guard, uh, even though Buddy Heald's there, and uh, I think that's going to be something that they're going to need. Um, I was picking Naismith for this slot for the longest time, but I am, uh, since Halliburton and also as well Okoro have dropped, I think they need defense there. I think, actually, I think Luke Walton needs all the help he can get down there, but I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro for the Kings at number 12. I think from a defensive standpoint, they need to start realistically looking that or else they're going to get killed. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they want to if have any type of playoff aspirations, they need to shore up their defense. And, well, they need to stay healthy too. But uh, I think at number 12 would be Isaac Okoro for me. And I, I, I think he should have gone higher. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he fell to San Antonio, if San Antonio took him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's just it's crazy how this uh, kind of worked out, and I, that could be something that we're looking at tonight. It's funny because uh, Tyrese Halliburton, somebody that we yeah. looked at at number three, um, for in possibly. some places, some, and, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, it's at certain places, certain certain yeah. drafts have shown as high as number three, number four, number five, number six is most definitely. And now he's fallen off of our mock draft completely. So that's that's. Uh, I I uh, yeah I have let's. 
say 13, I'll, I'll stop the, the slide and uh, just believe that the Pelicans would either try and trade the pick or, or do something. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, obviously a great linking piece, has been a really good spot-up shooter, great passer, um, has defensive instincts like off the ball, not like the best on-ball defender, and then like never gets to the free throw line, has a really hard time getting to the basket. So he's not somebody that you want being your primary initiator. Um, Reminds but, me a lot of Lonzo Ball in a way. Exactly, exactly. And they would be very strange if they were both on the same team. I, I don't see this happening, but it's just the way that things worked out. If he's there, he's he's going to be traded. I have a feeling if that's the case. Because you can't have four point guards on your team uh, as we see. Well, actually five. I don't think he is one. Like that, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like I think you have more of the the two guard and but it, a two guard that can pass and then hit um you know catch and shoot. So yeah, yeah. there you go. And that's the uh, the slide has ended with the New Orleans Pelicans who are just obtaining all these assets, and it's amazing what they did re- in regards to Drew Holiday. Okay, you want Drew Holiday? Okay. This is what you need to give me back. Two point guards, three first-round draft picks, and two pick swaps. Similar to what uh, you saw with AD. So I want to ask you this. Was Drew Holiday – I think they had to overpay in order to get him because he was so wanted and desired by so many other teams. But do you think it was a, a way overpay on the on the part of Milwaukee? I think it was an overpay. But I think that as, as we had talked about, I, I think um... – maybe the last time I was on the show, but it it was uh, a little while ago. We talked about Giannis and the Supermax, and now Mark Stein and other people are reporting that Giannis may re-sign for the Supermax with Milwaukee, a five-year extension. You're guessing maybe a few player options there, but if, if they have Giannis for another like three years on top of this upcoming one, then I think that's worth it. It's all about Giannis. That, 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 all that's about what Giannis. you're yeah. It is all about Giannis, indeed. So our mock draft is going to end at number 14 for the Boston Celtics. And Boston has been pretty much targeted right to Sadiq Bay for pretty much most of the, the these drafts, these mock drafts that seen Sadiq Bay just right there for a lot of individuals. So I'm, I'm not as high on him as maybe some others. I think he's, to me, as a, a lower in the teens, maybe like 17, 18 for me. But uh, I would probably say Sadiq Bey at this point in time as far as the 3 and D type individual. So for me, Sadiq Bey is at number 14. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options.
You want to go further? Let me know. I we can go further if you oh, want. <laughs> all right. Well, well, let's keep going. Indeed, uh, it is again the NBA draft preview from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I'm also on with Mikey Weisenberg. That's Michael Weisenberg at NBA Draft Mikey V on Twitter, and also as well, you got to catch his shows with Jason Weisenberg. The brothers fight. It's a good show to watch. They don't fight as much as me and Laker Tom do, so that's always a good thing. And they do that at Viceland. We're trying to get there. We're trying okay. to get to. My gosh, Laker Tom is passionate about anything. And if you say the wrong thing to him, my gosh, you, you're the vengeance is upon you. But catch everything that Mikey and Jason do at Viceland. B-I-S-E-L-A-N-D. Viceland, indeed. So we're going to go ahead at number 15. So who do you have at number 15 for the Orlando Magic? At number 15 for the Orlando Magic, I will go with somebody that I had in um, my Viseland mock draft 3.0, and that is Tyrese Maxey. Um, he's not exactly solving all your needs at, at point guard, but he's somebody that I think is, you know, has three-level scoring potential, really good and creative around the basket, excellent balance, and um, just he's going to make good decisions. He, he's not necessarily running your team, but you can expect low turnovers. And I, I still think there's shooting potential there with Maxi as well. So um, he's a guy that, that works and then um, provides you some uh, defense as well. So uh, I am going with Tyrese Maxi to the Magic at 15. Number 16 is the Portland Trailblazers. And this is a team that just... It's actually the Houston Rockets. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's yeah, they're picking for the Houston Rockets, I think, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's it's the... Part of the Covington trade. Yeah, part of the... Also part of the... As I ta- argued with uh, Laker Tom on this, and he actually, Laker Tom did have a good point on the Stepien rule. It's like, get rid of it. I mean, it's just... Yeah, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. It's just, it's ridiculous at this point. But it is the AKA Houston Rockets at this point. And Houston is going to need talent because they're they're either going to get an influx of talent if they make a trade, which I'm not sure they're going to do because they're going to go ahead and, and stand pat and not cave in to Russell Westbrook and James Harden and make them miserable. Uh, but there is kind of like a, a sellout going on garage sale a little bit when you've got Robert Covington and you trade him away. That was the one that surprised me the most because it tells me right there that they're trying to cut costs a little bit in Houston and it's not sending the right message to James and also as well Russell that as far as you know, that's where is that your future. So you trade one away your your core pieces right there. So that's a, sending a message right out there to you. But Houston is now funny. Daryl Morey leaves and now they have a first-round draft pick again. And for this is going to be for at 16... I think I'm going to go with Aaron Naismith uh, for outside shooting purposes because you know how much they still love to shoot. And that team is still built, whoever's there, for that three-point shooting barrage. And he is the best shooter in the draft, in my opinion. I've watched his stroke. Uh, I think it is legit. I think he can shoot 40% from the three-point area in the league. Whether or not he can stay on defense, that's going to be the ultimate key to how far he progresses in the league. I'm going to shoot for Aaron Naismith at number 16 for the Houston Rockets. Remember, it's not Portland. Portland will be picking for them most likely, but it is it is Houston because of the trade for Robert Covington. All right. 17. So, 17. I like this pick, but I'm not sure if Minnesota does. 
Um, I'm thinking Pokashevsky, but I'm going to pick uh, Jalen Smith. And I, I just feel like this is right around his range. I had him on um, my mock draft. I re-entered him in my mock draft at number 16. So with so that's what I was thinking around right around there too. Yeah, I see. I the the guy that I immediately thought of at sixteen was Alexei Pokashevsky. Um, I like. I just feel like Houston will uh, make that play and kind of go for the upside there. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jalen Smith. I just think this is right around his range. I don't love the fit next to Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, defensively it could be a a bit challenging, especially when you add in like. Anthony Edwards, but he's certainly has some talent. Um, is at least a, a like decent rim protector. Um, has shooting potential and a, a good athlete with like decent physical tools. Um, you just kind of worry about the strength, I guess. But yeah, yeah I think Jalen Smith probably goes right around here. So I'll take him at seventeen. At number 18, he's not going to slide down too much farther because I am super high on this kid. It is Alexei Pokashevsky for the Dallas Mavericks. I just Uh, think that's a good bet. Like, I just think that that's something that's probably going to happen. He has the talent of a top five pick. I'm going to tell you right now, what I've seen, I've watched this kid uh, hours on on tape, on whatever I can find. I'm really high on him. Uh, I know on one of uh, the guests that Rafael Barlow had, he picked him number one. I don't think he's going to go number one, but I think he has a has a top ten yeah. talent. Uh, it's just a matter of can he put on the weight and the strength? Because uh, obviously, at seven foot, two hundred pounds, uh, that's not going to get it done, and he'll just be broken like a twig. Or at least Dwight Howard will look at him and laugh and just go ahead and proceed to go ahead and break him in half. But uh, you know, this kid, he's a he's like a guard. Because he he just likes to shoot three pointers. He loves to pass. I've seen him make full full court, half court passes. Uh, he's really truly a a dynamic player. The question is, is he going to be able to bulk up and strengthen up enough to in order to be effective on the floor? So I, I think Dallas is a great place to go for a lot of international prospect. There's already one unicorn there. This could be a second unicorn that they have in the making. So I'm picking Dallas Mavericks. Alexei Pokashevsky, who I would hope and actually won't be surprised if he goes much higher, will land at number 18 for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to say that right now. I I think 18 still too low for him because I think he can bulk up, but I think just because people are scared off by the 200 pounds. If uh, if Kristaps is a unicorn, is like Luka Doncic like the Loch Ness monster, something like, like that. Yeah, being that like lethal of a force. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, at 19, I'm going with the, this is what I've heard is a promise. And there's a possibility this guy goes a little higher as well. Um, RJ Hampton. I've heard that uh, Brooklyn really likes RJ Hampton. Um, Very talented, played with the New Zealand Breakers in the uh, Australian NBL. And he is uh, dynamic, like, as far as movement, uh, he's a, a good leaper as well. Um, and I, I think there there are flashes in terms of uh, ball handling, passing, and then you just hope that the shooting improves. But th- there are certainly tools to build with uh, RJ Hampton. At number 20, it's going to be the Miami Heat. And for the Miami Heat, I think it's all about win now, but also save enough cap space for 
Giannis in case he decides to not opt uh, into his contract. And if that's the case, I think at number 20, if they still want to go ahead and be a team that wins now, I'm going for Desmond Bain at number 20. Um, senior, great outside shooter, solid D. I think he brings a lot to the table. And in case you lose Goran Dragic and maybe something, maybe Derek Jones Jr., uh, if you lose both of those players due to free agency, I think he, he's a nice fit that can go ahead and be a solid role player for you on your team. So I'm shooting for Desin Bain at to number 20 for the Miami Heat. That's a good one. Um, at 21, I am going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Josh Green. I, I think that... Um, this is for the Sixers, everyone. This is, yeah, 21 for the Philadelphia 76ers, going with Josh Green. Um, really good defender, like one of the best in the draft, like outside of uh, probably uh, Vassell and um, Okoro on the wing. Um, and then offensively, you know, really struggles around the rim, but he has shooting potential, good passer, um, just somebody that I, I think you, you take a bet on as being a, a rotation piece. Uh, which is 21 is kind of what you're looking for. Um, I still think, so I know that all the talk, because I think that James Harden is done. Like, I, I think they are absolutely training James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I know that they both have time left on their contract, but I just think it's over, um, especially with the trading of Robert Covington. Um, I still think that... Um, the package that the Philadelphia 76ers have to offer possibly around Ben Simmons for James Harden is going to be very enticing. And I also think the thought of possibly playing next to Joel Embiid and like a, a good team is uh, also enticing for, for James Harden. So I'm not like completely sold on it being like Brooklyn or nothing because I just don't think that he has that kind of leverage right now. Um, with him still having two years left on his contract. But uh, yeah, I, I still think Josh Green is a, a nice fit there. At number 22, it's going to be the Denver Nuggets via Houston. And I'm going to say right now, uh, I had put there right there in the mock draft, Josh Green. Will they go that route? I'm not so sure because you have Tyrell Terry, you have Cole Anthony, uh, somebody maybe to go ahead and back up. Uh, as far as what you got going on with Jamal Murray, as far as a point guard backup for him, could you go with Josh Green as far as from a shooting guard standpoint? At this not point, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Well, not yeah. anymore. But uh, I will probably say at this point, I'm going to go with Cole Anthony uh, to go ahead and provide them some off the bench type uh, firepower because he doesn't need to go ahead and worry about running the team per se. He needs to just go out there and get buckets and go ahead and just be a force on offense. And having him and MPJ coming off the bench, if MPJ is, stays on the bench, I don't think he's going to stay on the bench. I think he's going to become a starter once again. Uh, it just it has to go ahead and shore up those defensive issues. So if they're really going to commit to Michael Porter Jr. as their future. I think Cole Anthony would be a good choice to have right around them at number 23 for the Denver Nuggets. 22. 22, 22. Yeah. yeah. And 23 is the New York Knicks. Yes, who just and, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Tough position to be in right now. Cole Anthony was there for him and just boop. Almost. Right, right, almost. almost. Um, 
And then you you know you have like guys like Tyrell Terry still on the board. But they did get Killian uh, Hayes earlier in the draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I, I like I don't know how far Theo Maladon falls, but I don't think the Knicks would take Killian Hayes and Theo Maladon. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking they they might want a big here, and the, the you know what I, I'm just gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Malachi Flynn. I, I know he's another point guard. But I, I think this is also like right around his range. And it, it even if you do take it like a Killian Hayes, I think it's good because right now I think none of the guys uh, who are playing point guard in the Knicks are like necessarily in their future um, as a point guard. So I, I could see them doubling up there and then maybe even like possibly uh, making a trade with like one of the, the picks further. But yeah, I just feel like this is right around Malachi Flynn's range, so um, I'll stick with him. One of the best pick and roll players in the draft was an excellent defensive player. Like I think he was a consensus second team All American. Um, probably was on some people's first teams. Uh, transferred from Washington State and just tough as nails and really solid player. A guy you could really see being a, a rotation guard for a team. He's more. He's a more of a ready to play now type player. Because he yeah. has the experience. And he was actually someone at number 24 I was going to pick had you not picked him. Yeah. But at number 24, because right now the depth issue there has been for Milwaukee. Milwaukee, who had such great depth uh, during the course of the season, have traded away quite a bit in the past couple of days. So they're going to need to fill up that with some quality players. This is for New Orleans, though. This is for New Orleans, yes. New Orleans... Uh, that's right, because it was goes from Indiana to Milwaukee, now to over to New Orleans. Thank you for correcting me on that. So going to New Orleans, they don't need another point guard because they now have four, according to what we're shooting right now, <laughs> technically. So last thing they need is a point guard. So I'm going to go for someone who's been really rising up in the draft. I think this might be a little bit of a reach, but he's also been a hot name, and that's Robert Woodard II out of Mississippi State. Just can jump out of the gym, working with uh, Zion. So it is going to New Orleans. I'm going to say Robert Woodard II because obviously he can work well with Zion, I think, as far as from an athletic standpoint. You have Zion going off working for 30 minutes, 28, 30 minutes with his, you know, I don't know if it's great health issues, but, you know, coming off the bench for 10, 15, 20 minutes, Robert Woodard can play like a Zion light, so to speak, and be that athletic individual that can spark a lot of athleticism. It can be someone that can give you some great minutes off the bench. I think at this point, if you can get a contributor, I think you're really doing well because I think at this right now, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot pretty much for all said and done as far as that's concerned because now you're reaching for players you can hope and develop into rotation players. I think Robert Woodard II can be someone that can play for you now uh, and actually do a great job of just being that athletic dynamo that I think any team, especially a young team like New Orleans, can really utilize very well. Yeah. Um, New Orleans just has so much depth, like, everywhere now. Yeah. Like that, They've that, got 30 players on the roster. They're actually going to get an exemption for 30 players on the roster. <laughs> um, I, at 25, I'm, I'm going to go with the, something I also heard was uh, – a possible promise, uh, Tyrell Terry. And um, he was a point guard, freshman point guard at Stanford. Um, was somebody that people liked, like um, on the Adidas circuit in high school, but wasn't necessarily seen as, as a one and done. 
um, comes into Stanford, contributes immediately. Uh, you know, smart player, but like the the thing that he does best is shooting. Yeah, and um, shot over forty percent from the three point line, ninety percent from the free throw line. Um, the guy can really shoot the ball off the dribble, uh, off the catch. And um, you just hope that he can maybe work on some of the other aspects of his game. Didn't get to the basket a lot, but when he did, like he finished surprisingly well. You just kind of wonder with the body. I know through the pre-draft process, he's been kind of like one of the stars and that he's apparently like now over 170 pounds, but he's also 170 pounds. Like yeah. he still has a ways to go. Yes. And um, he, he has kind of like a chalk wingspan, but I, I felt like the only reason he would enter the draft is if he had that uh, first round guarantee. And I, I think it might be coming from Oklahoma City at 25. I would not see him sliding farther than the Boston Celtics at the next pick. So if he doesn't go there or earlier, I think he's not going past Boston Celtics. So that's just my opinion as well. I think he's a good, his three point shooting and his playmaking ability uh, can be good. Although, like you said, his size, he's going to be a target on defense, similar to what they have already with Kemba Walker. But I think he can provide a lift off the bench for any team out there that that is looking for it. So he just gets a little bit more weight on him. He can really be someone that makes it as eight to 10 uh, years in the league as a backup uh, point guard coming off the bench that can get you a a really good amount every game. All right. Coming up next is at number 26 with the Boston Celtics. And Boston Celtics, I think at this point in time, since – Tyrell Terry went off the board. I think they're going to go for a developmental program in Jaden McDaniels out of uh, Washington and someone that you are very familiar with. uh, I know uh, that you have studied quite closely. I think he's a project, but does have the developmental tools to go ahead and become a player. He's going to be either a a big swing or big, uh, big hit or big miss at this point in time. I think it's, it's going to be either or, and I think if any team that can really get the best out of him, I think it could be the Boston Celtics. So I'm going to go ahead and choose Jane McDaniel at number 26. I like the pick. I, I think that this is probably right around his range. I've heard that he's probably not slipping out of the first round. Um, the team that I've also heard him tied to is Oklahoma City, who has another pick. Uh, a couple picks later, that'll Damn. be your next pick. That'll be uh, uh, they have ten thousand picks as well during uh, yeah, they really do yes they really do um, at twenty seven the Utah Jazz I'm just gonna go with uh, a rumor again that I've been hearing I I because I, to me they, these are all rumors but it, there's some viability to them and um, I, I know they trade for uh, twenty seven and thirty eight. Um. Yeah. I'll, no. You know what? I'm gonna go with Vernon Carey Jr. Um, and just assume that they're kind of looking for help as, as maybe like a a backup center or anything like that. I don't know if you've seen Vernon Carey Jr. lately, but he's lost like thirty pounds. Feel of weight. Yeah. So like, looks like a different guy. He was also like one of the most efficient like freshmen in the nation and had a, a really good freshman year was like, I, I think like consensus, like second team all American was one of the better players in the ACC um, in limited minutes. Like that, that's the other thing. Like, so his, like his per 40 minute numbers are pretty crazy. Uh, defensive concerns abound for sure. But the, the guy he, he almost kind of reminds you of is like Ennis Cantor. Yeah. 
And um, I, I just think there's a lot of offensive talent there. And if losing the weight helped his defensive footwork or ability on, on that end of the floor, then you could really have something there. Um, at least it's like a third big. And, you know, that's uh, something that I think you can gamble on here. Number 28 coming up next. And that was the Los Angeles Lakers, but they're choosing for Oklahoma City. I think it was a good trade to get Dennis Schroeder. Uh, onto that team. I think it's the it's a move you need to make. I think they need more moves to make now that the uh, West and East, is uh, their powerhouse teams are all making moves. So I think there's more work to be done for the Los Angeles Lakers. But they are choosing for Oklahoma City. So hopefully they'll put on that, whoever it is they draft, to put on that virtual Lakers hat for like 10 seconds before they know that they realize that they're going to Oklahoma City. But at this point in time, I'm going to go ahead and pick Tyler Bay out of Colorado. Uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think as a developmental talent, he could play. He, he's very athletic, one of the most athletic individuals in the yeah. draft. Uh, and I think someone that can give you a good fit right away, coming off the bench, give you some athleticism, give you a spark off the bench. I see him as someone that could give you some good minutes uh, from the bench, but don't expect a whole lot from him. In fact, don't expect a whole lot at this point in time and just be ready to develop some of these kids. But I think Tyler Bay is a little bit more NBA ready than some of the kids right here that we're seeing. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him at number 28 for Oklahoma city. Yeah. He always seemed like a very like Oklahoma city kind of mold of a a player and that, you know, um, the athleticism, the defense, and then the shooting potential. Yeah. He didn't have a very big sample size. Um, so Raptors at 29, they could go in a lot of different directions. I am going to go with, like, I just, I don't think Theo Maladon slips out of the first round, but I, I'm going to go with Xavier Tillman here. And um, I just think another guy who was one of the better players in the NCAA, like the past couple years, um, really like great defensive instincts, hard to move on the block in general. Um, maybe probably like I, I'd say by far the best screen setter in the draft, really great passer off the short roll, just a smart player who you could uh, develop to be a, a good um, valued big man. And uh, I, I, I would probably have him a little bit higher. Like if things went according to my plan, but um yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance Xavier Tillman uh, ends up uh, being a first-round pick. So we head off to the final pick in our mock draft, and that's going to be number 30. It is the Boston Celtics. And if you see this kid being drafted in the first round, it's because this team wants to go ahead and draft and stash him because he has a contract going on with uh, his team for at least one, if not two years. And that is Leandro Balmero. Uh, and I think that a lot of people liken him to uh, just what, as far as some, some really great international players, good vision, uh, good court awareness, uh, a really solid player. I think is someone who, if he were not committed to another team, would actually go a little bit higher in the draft. But I think because he has that one, possibly two-year commitment, he's going to be a draft and stash. And if Boston is stuck with all three picks and they didn't trade it up or didn't trade it out or didn't, it weren't able to remove any of these picks. I think they're going to have to have no choice, but to go ahead and get someone like a Leandro Barmero that they're going to have to stash for a year or two anyways, just so they can clear up their roster space. Cause they have so many draft picks and so many assets themselves 
I think they have 15 signed players on the roster already, so that's going to create a logjam there. So if that's the case, I would see them getting a Leandro Barmero. I think Theo Maladon is someone that you and I talked about shouldn't be slipping out of the first round, but if that's the case and Boston is picking, I think they will absolutely have no choice but to pick someone like Barmero simply because of the fact that they need to go ahead and draft and stash someone at that point in time. Yeah, they just don't have enough roster space. So if they could convince uh, Theo Maladon to maybe stay a year in France or um, possibly go on like a, a two-way in the, the beginning. Because um, I heard uh, he's yeah. been adamant. I heard he's been adamant about wanting to come directly yeah. to the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And yeah, I just, I have a feeling that Boston's going to probably move some of the picks. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And um, yeah, I, I, I think Balmaro to Boston... It, Playing like uh, these next couple years with FC Barcelona could come over and uh, be a, a good rotation guard. So yeah. that, that's been a guy I've seen commonly linked to Boston. I've heard the the comparisons to Manu Ginobili, so we'll see if that's the case. But they're both from Argentina. Yeah, that is that is true. Yeah, so I've heard those comparisons. Um, but if Theo Maladon, he reminds me a little way of. of Ivica Zubats and Zubats was so adamant on saying I'm coming directly to the NBA whoever drafts me and I think that's why he slipped to the second round to the Lakers at that point in time is because he was so adamant and teams didn't want to go they wanted to draft and stash him and he didn't want to be drafted and stash that might that same thing might happen to Theo Maladon and if he drops to the second round I think that's the reason why have you ever talked about uh the Zubats and uh, Mike Muscala thing uh, don't even mention it to me. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm sorry. That's uh that was a under the magic regime, and that's really was a that's a, that's a sore issue. Just imagine, just imagine him on the Lakers this year. How how nice would have been very nice. Yes, would have been very nice indeed. I know the Clippers were upset that they didn't play him more. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't remind me. That one always hurts me uh, even to this day. Didn't get it. Yes, I don't even get it either. But I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been great going ahead and going through an entire mock draft and also yeah. previewing today's right. NBA draft. You you and I are going to see each other again for the NBA draft later this evening as far as when we recap it at 8.30 Pacific. So stay tuned to the Lakers Fast Break channels either on YouTube. Also as well, you want to look for us on Facebook Live all over the place. And also... You can go ahead and check us out at Lakerholics.com. I'll have a feed running there as well for our post-draft show that I'm looking forward to. Again, Michael Weisenberg, Jason Weisenberg, Stone Hansen, and of course, Rafael Barlow, the man himself, the guy who seems to center the whole NBA draft pundits all around him and all of his great shows and all the things that he does. It's so great to go ahead and be talking to all you guys. It feels like a reunion for me, so to speak. And I think it's just so special because, again, I I may get misty-eyed. I may get (laughs) misty-eyed. We'll see. But, my friend, it's been so great talking NBA Draft, previewing it, upcoming. We'll see you here in a couple hours. This is going to go right out away on, on audio format, so hopefully you get a chance to hear this. And I'll tell you what, everybody enjoy the draft tonight, and we'll see you. Later on tonight, 8.30 p.m. Pacific, just type in Lakers Fast Break. You will find us, YouTube, Facebook, and also Lakerholics.com. You're going to go ahead and check us out tonight for our NBA Draft Recap right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 